there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful, but I think if you want to be successful long-term, you have to take care of yourself and you have to put yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Have you ever thought about living a life with more freedom, more certainty, more clarity and confidence? Have you ever thought about what it would be like for you to truly live a life by design, not by default? If so, then listen up. Guys, I've got something absolutely incredible coming up that you guys are want to be a part of. It's called the Life by Design Summit. How to create a life on purpose with passion and freedom without needing to have it all figured out yet, even if you don't know where to start or if you've tried everything before. Look, chances are if you listen to this podcast, whether this be the first time or the 100th time you've listened to this, you are a dream chaser. You are a go-getter. You have big ambition inside of you. You have this burning desire inside within that is just waiting to be unleashed and to go into something worth meaning, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here listening. I've literally created this summit specifically for you. It is a virtual event, so it doesn't matter which country you're in. You can get access and jump in live with me for three and a half hours, okay? In this summit, you're going to learn the secrets that I've learned, that I've developed over the years to build the life of freedom that I currently have now. You're going to learn how to find your purpose in life and actually get paid for doing something that you love. You're going to learn how to discover unlimited motivation even on the days you feel lost, stuck, and you don't want to do anything. And you're also going to learn my four secret pillars to bridge the gap from where you are right now to the life you truly desire. Guys, There is no better time than right now to attend this upcoming summit. It's going to blow your freaking mind. To top it off, this is not some free, shitty masterclass, free webinar where I'm just going to bore you to death, give you 10% value, and then just fluff you around, waste your time, and then sell to you. This is three and a half hours of pure gold, pure value specifically for you so you can get to the next level in your life. Tickets are $47.00. That's it. And there's not even a sell on the call. So what are you waiting for? Hit the link in the description below of this episode. Get your ticket and I'm going to see you live on the virtual event coming up next. Guys, I cannot wait to see you on the Life by Design Summit. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. So This woman needs no introduction because she's actually coming on for a second round. So today's guest speaker has already done an episode on this show before. She's an absolute freaking powerhouse in life, in network marketing, in coaching, 
in mindset, in mental health, in everything. And she's one of my most favorite people in the world. So of course, I want to bring her back on the world. So guys, please help me welcome the amazing multiple six-figure earner, multiple business coach. She's also the founder of a new non-for-profit. And this chick has just got so many things happening. So I can't wait to dive into it. Guys, Ali Hirschman. Hello, Morgan. It's so, so, so good to see you. I'm so happy and grateful and honored to be back talking with you. I had so much fun on our first podcast and I expect nothing less for this one as well. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Like, I was, So we're just having a big chat before. The last time we talked probably would have been a year, year and a half ago. It was probably like right in you know, the midst of COVID and the world's going freaking spastic and you were growing this monstrosity of a network marketing business, which is so freaking awesome. So we can touch a little bit into that. And one thing I'd love to sort of dive straight into is what we were talking about before this is lately, especially through COVID, well, I think it's quite easy to, what's the word? Like, it's not like we can't ignore the fact that the last few years have been really fucking weird. And a lot of people are challenged mentally. A lot of people are going through odd things. You know, we've been deprived of natural things like sunlight and connection and our travel and our freedom and blah, blah, blah. So there's so many things that are happening and you're like the go-to when it comes to this. So talk us through a little bit about, like for people that may have noticed like who I am right now, I'm less happy, I'm less this, or why are people's brains, I guess, a lot different now? Like what has the effects happened for the last few years that have resulted in people feeling a lot different now than what they were, say, three, four years ago? What sort of effect does it happen on people? Yeah. So that's such a great question and just a great topic to talk about. One that I'm really passionate about, but two things that come to mind. Um, number one is routine. March of 2020, everyone's routines literally got... <laughs> turned completely upside down. We're now not allowed to like leave our homes. We're wearing masks everywhere. Also just being scared, having anxiety of what's going to happen next. How do I go from living my life one way that I've, I'm used to? It feels normal to me. It feels comfortable. Now, all of a sudden I'm at home. I might be by myself, or maybe I'm now at home with my husband or my partner, my wife. I'm at home with my kids. I'm working full time. I'm homeschooling my kids or whatever it may be, right? Whatever situation people were in, it really, I feel like everyone's lives kind of did like a 180 and it changed a lot in terms of mental health and anxiety and depression. And even just like, like I say, routine, you know, having routine is so important. You know, when my alarm goes off in the morning, I get up, I go to the gym, I come home, I have my coffee, I, you know, go throughout my day. Well, all of a sudden COVID happens and I don't necessarily need to get up because I can't even get to the gym anymore, or I don't necessarily need to be at work at a certain time for some people, or now we're working from home and now we're eating, sleeping and working all in the same place. And one thing I found really interesting, if you live in New York city, many people live in these small apartments that they're never in anyways, cause they're either at work, they're socializing, they're at a restaurant, they're at a bar, they're out. Now everything is happening within the confounds of like 400, 500 square feet for some people. So it just changed so much. And but one thing about COVID that I love is it brought mental health to the forefront. And I think it started to break a lot of the stigma that people have around mental health and talking about anxiety, talking about depression, going to see a therapist. And I, that's one thing that I'll say I really like about the outcome of COVID is that we've started talking about mental health in a way that we never have before. Mm. 
how was it like over there, for example? Like, is it a bit of a stigma? Like, well, because you obviously use like all your clients, right? So what is the main thing that I guess prevents somebody from wanting to open up and chat about this? I would say two things. Number one, stigma for sure, which I feel like in the States, we're definitely breaking that down. We have a lot of celebrities that come out with having anxiety, depression, bipolar, PTSD, whatever it may be. So the more that we see these people that people look up to talk about things that others might be experiencing, that's breaking the stigma down a lot as well. Um, And also the environment in which we grew up in, you know, if we grew up with caregivers that said, you can't be sad, you can't be angry, you can't be depressed, you can't be anxious, you have to push it down, push it down, push it down. Well, then we're not going to be the first people to come out and say, okay, now I want to talk about all these things that feel so foreign to me. If you grow up in a family where it's like, you should be going to therapy, express your emotions, then it's a different story. But for most people, that's not the case. So I've seen a lot of this generation try to break some of that, you know, maybe their parents didn't go to therapy or talk about their emotions, but they're like, you know what? I want to, because it's going to make me a better mother, a better father, a better partner, even a better friend, right? Whatever it may be when it comes to that. So I just think it's opened the doors for a lot of people. And the other thing I'll say is I do, I opened my practice in 2019 And it was completely remote. I work literally from my computer right in my office here. And even that stigma of going to a therapist's office, Hmm. waiting in the waiting room, maybe seeing someone that you know, feeling super out of your comfort zone environment. I have people, they sit right on their couch at home. They don't have to wait in a waiting room. They feel comfortable. They feel more open. And that to me was a great way too to break some of the stigma for some people as well. Yeah, this is so interesting, this... Like I was having a conversation with my partner the other day and I said to her, cause I was, I was actually talking to one of my friends and we were talking about how he went and spoke to a relationship coach and uh, like a relationship therapist. Right. And him and his partner have a great relationship. I said, that's so interesting that you went and did that. And I never actually, I didn't jump to the conclusions or anything of like, Oh, what's wrong with your relationship? I was like, Oh, well, of course you would go there because I even, I was thinking literally the same day. I want to start seeing like a relationship expert with my partner. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I had a conversation where I said, Hey, I think we should start seeing, uh, like I dropped on like this. So she likes, I like to just freak people out a little bit. I said, Hey, we need to start seeing a relationship therapist. <laughs> right? And she's like, what, what? And I said, because think about this, for example, if you want to go and win like a body competition, how much money do people invest into personal trainers, a body sculptor? They like people literally pay people to tell, teach them how to pose on stage, right? They spend all this money so they can get their body ready, so they can look good, so they can get an awesome result. Mm -hmm. If you want to become a doctor, you go to study. If you want to become the best, you'd go to like a Harvard or whatever you learn from someone who's just true. How can you get around the people who are going to teach you how to become the absolute best? Mm -hmm. And this is where I believe most people screw up life is because when they finish school, they think that learning's finished. And they think, you know, I'm I'm just going to wing it all. And then look at the most important areas in our life, relationship, money, and the shit we say to ourselves. Mm-hmm, so yep. wouldn't it make so much sense that we have a personal coach for each area? Like I have probably just a handful of people I go to and I ask for money advice from, and they're all making a lot of money, right? Because mm-hmm. I learn. I have people that I want to learn about relationships. So I'm like, I want to get better and better and better. How, how much more is there that I don't know yet? Yes. So when people think about this, their own mindset and their own mental health, it makes so much sense that it's like going to a gym. 
if you want to get the best of this, not saying there's a problem, but you don't know what you don't know. So what about just going and finding somebody, you know, that can help you sort of untackle this stuff, right? Yeah. And you you bring up such a good point. We do focus so much on the physical, right? Going to the gym, how we look, all those things. Well, the mental is just as important as the physical is. And I love even that you can tell even with your response to your friend going to therapy, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what's wrong in the relationship or anything like that. It's like, this is actually a way to just enhance what's mm. already great about your relationship. It's like doing personal development, but together on certain goals that you have. And I just think that is such a great thing. Like, I think everyone should go to therapy individually, relationships, couples. It's like, why not? We only have one life. I always live by that philosophy. We only have one life. Why do we not want the absolute best version of ourselves, the absolute best versions of these relationships, right? When I have kids, God willing, one day, why don't I want to be the best version of a parent I can be for my child? So I just think there's so many amazing benefits. And like I said, the stigma has been just breaking down more and more and more here in the States. And really, I see it all over the world in some areas, not everywhere, but in some areas that I didn't see it as much, you know, when I was in undergrad or grad school. So I'm really grateful in that sense. And I just feel like people are less afraid to talk about it or ask for help even. And it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not have all the answers. And it's also okay to not be okay. And I think that's something that people are like, oh my gosh, I'm not happy or I'm not this or I'm not that, or I don't have the motivation. There's something wrong. It's like, listen, that's a sign right there that there's just something that needs to be addressed and talked Mm -hmm. about and worked through. You got to go through it, you know, in order to learn and grow from it. And that's exactly what therapy provides. It provides a safe space for people to do that. Yeah. So I want to talk about this, right? Because when, because here in Australia, it's a big thing like that as well. It's like, it's, it's okay not to be okay. And I see that I'm like, well, that's an interesting sort of message. I think it's, we've got to context a bit more, right? Because it's like, I think if people are looking at themselves and one day they're not feeling right, then they start to think, shit, there's something wrong with me. Then it's useful, right? Because they're like, well, hang on, there's nothing wrong with me. I just need to do something about it. However, if people see that and they're like, well, it's okay not to be okay okay, I'm just going to be depressed and unhappy forever and I'm going to throw it on everybody else. We need to avoid that, right? So what are some tangible things, right? So for people who are like, because even, and I want to dive into in the entrepreneur space because someone said to me the other day, they're like, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like not feeling good. I'm like, man, that's (laughs) like, I'm a bit weird. I'm a bit psychotic. And I don't know if you're the same as this, Ali, but if I go past maybe two weeks and I don't have days where I, completely doubt everything I'm doing and I'm to feel completely lost. And I'm like, nothing's working. Can I even do this? I'm not setting the bar high enough. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I don't have days where I'm, oh, fuck me, this is not working. This sucks. I want to stop. Yeah. Then I'm still playing small. So I want to talk about that. But for the people who that are here and they're like, maybe they're on this cycle of this downward cycle perhaps, and they haven't gotten out since COVID. What are some tangible things that they can actually start to do to improve the quality of their life? Hey guys, just want to jump in here super quickly and remind you to grab your ticket for the upcoming Life by Design Summit. Now, just wait here for a second. You're listening to this podcast because you want more from life. You want more from life. You want to create a life by design. You want to dream out loud, don't you? Otherwise, you wouldn't be wasting your time listening to my voice every single week, would you? So wouldn't it be nice for you guys to be able to speed this up? Wouldn't it be incredible for you guys to accelerate your growth, accelerate your learning and accelerate your freaking life? 
Guys, this is what the Life by Design Summit is all about. It is truly here to help you create a life on purpose with passion and freedom. Okay? This is a summit where me and you get to actually hang out, interact with each other live at the virtual event. If you've been listening to this for a while and you're young, you're passionate, you've got a burning desire for more in life and life is just not where you want it to be just yet. You want to have more freedom, have more clarity, have more certainty and truly start living a life by design, not by default, not what the system has programmed us for, then you'll be at the Life by Design Summit, period. Okay, hit the link in the description of this episode. Get your ticket. There is one coming up. It's just around the corner. So I cannot wait to see you there. And we're going to dive deep into teaching you how to find your purpose in life and actually get paid for doing what you love and the four secret pillars on how to bridge the gap from where you are to that dream life. Okay, guys, go ahead and get your ticket now. You're going to feel so freaking amazing about uh, securing your spot now, being an early bird person. And then when we get onto the call, you're going to feel so freaking confident, so certain in your decision that you've made the right decision because your life is about to freaking change. All right. Now let's get back in this interview. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to a serious mental <clears throat> illness, right, like depression or anxiety, right? So when I look at depression, I really look for, okay, well, have you lost interest in things that once really brought you joy? Are you sleeping more? Are you eating less? Are you eating more? Are you sleeping less? Are you sleeping more? Right. I kind of go through all of these different criteria that would allow me to diagnose someone with clinical depression. Now, there's a difference between that and then having these days of, okay, I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling down. Maybe I'm super burnt out, but I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it will really pull me out of that. Right. So it's having that self-awareness to really understand, you know what? It's been about two months and I really haven't found any joy within my days. That's really something that you want to take a look at and be like, I really need to reach out for help here because I'm, I've tried everything and nothing is working at this point on my own. So I'm really going to need someone else to help me through this and, and all of that. And that's a great time for therapy to come in. Now, if you're someone kind of what you're describing in the sense of like, things are great. And then I'm going to have a rough day or even a rough week, right? Then I want to look at, okay, well, what can I do right now on my own that might be able to reset? So Something that my fiance and I did in January is we did 30 hard. So it's a little adaption. Like 75 hard, but just a little less. Yeah, exactly. It's 30 <laughs> days. Okay. Um, so and it was freezing. It was the middle of winter. Some days it was literally like three degrees outside. And of course, it's the 45 minute workout outside, 45 minute workout inside, reading 10 pages a day. I read. One of these books that I read was Relentless by Tim Grover. Love mm. this book. Highly recommend it for anyone that's looking just for a good motivational book. What else was it? No alcohol, uh, diet, all of those things. And you know what? It was amazing. It was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It was great to have a partner do it with me for sure, especially on those really cold days. But it was a mental thing and it changed so much for me mentally. It really brought me out of this seasonal depression, which some people can get when it's dark and it's cold and it's stormy and cloudy and snowing and all of those things like it gets in Connecticut here in the States. It also just showed me that no matter what, if I put something or if I put my mind to something, I can get it done. And what happens is as human beings, right? is we have these neurological connections in our brains and we get so used to doing something that it feel, even if it's not 
good for us. It feels normal and comfortable. And that's really where a lot of us have to take a look at, okay, are these things that are normal and comfortable actually good for me? I'm going to give you an example. When you ride a bike for the first time, okay, you get on the bike, you start pedaling, you might fall over, but then like mom or dad or caregiver comes up, they come on, get back on, start pedaling again. There's a neurological connection in your brain that now formed from point A to point B. So the next time you get on that bike, you're like, okay, one foot in front of the other. I know how to do this. And then that neurological connection forms again, right? And it gets bigger and bigger, thicker and thicker, all of those things to the point of you could be off bike for 10 years and then you get on a bike and what do they say? Oh, it's like riding a bike Mm. because it's just a norm, right? It's something that's kind of ingrained in our brain. Well, as human beings, if we grew up with caregivers and we saw something in the household over and over and over again, okay, well, that's what we saw. Now that's getting ingrained in our brain. So maybe in a relationship as an adult, we think, oh, this is normal, right? Maybe it's not necessarily healthy, but it's normal. It feels comfortable to me. I'm going to do it. So therapy is also a lot about breaking some of these neurological connections that we have formed for decades and decades and decades. And That's something when I do therapy with people, I start from the beginning, I start from childhood and I have a whole map and I really understand. So many of the adult behavior that I see in people makes a lot of sense when I go back to childhood. So I know it's a very long winded answer, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring that point in because people may be doing things that seem normal and comfortable to them, but there doesn't necessarily equate to healthiness. hundred percent. Like it's, these are are programs, right? Like one thing that every single time I catch up with my dad, I realize more and more programs that I've broken, right? Mm. Because for so long, I was capped at an income, right? Like I would hit, you know, I was like, I want to hit six figures and more. Like, I think everyone's like in their entrepreneurial journey, like when they hit six figures, they're like really cranking, right? And it took me so long to really hit it. Or what would happen was if I hit it, I would self-sabotage and keep spending lots of money or make bad investments. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I really cracked on and started to figure out that when we grew up, we got anchored that $80,000 a year was a lot of money because we got told when we were growing up, hey, your father's now on $80,000 a year. That's a lot of money. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that is what a lot of money is. And we also grew up in a household where if you were well off, you were kind of like not shunned, but sort of like talked about. Very, very same, mm-hmm. same. Freaking just mediocre conversations, the average middle class, right? And like success is shameful almost. Yeah. 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 And then so subconsciously, I was growing up thinking that, like, shit, well, I can't become successful because I then I won't be loved by my family, right? Mm And so what happened was here this I was is like conscious. the most perfect analogy ever. Like really, this is yep. hitting exactly this point. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so consciously here I was this, like reading the books, going to the events, seeing all the success. I was like, I want this. I want this. I want this. But unconsciously, my brain's like, I know you think you want this, but what it will actually ultimately mean is this. So we're going to do everything in our power to not give it to you. And it took me years to crack this code. And then I really, after doing like a lot of this, right, really diving in finding past programs, past beliefs, peeling back the layers of the onion. Uh, mm-hmm. We really cracked it. And then within months, I started not making six figures in a year. I was doing, I did it over six figures in a month. And Amazing. I was like, that is just night and day difference of what really happens. Like our subconscious controls freaking everything. It's everything. Yeah. Everything, you guys. It's so I've, I've started to get um, hypnotherapy where they oh. go into the conscious mind and, you know, you know I, I can things do apart. Out. What's you know, that? I'm, you know, I'm like a master hypnotherapist. <gasps> you are? Oh my 
my gosh, I yeah. just started a few weeks ago and it's insane. It's you want me to, so you want me to knock you out on the episode? You want to go oh my gosh, could you imagine, you guys? I told you we were going to have fun on this episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish this and we'll put you into a nice deep sleep. <laughs> That's great. Talk, talk to us about it. What, what's, what's been the results you've been getting from it? Because this, this stuff's literally just wild. It's so wild. And it's so interesting because I really have to get into like this state of just like complete like stillness and calmness. And I feel like sometimes I'm hearing what the person's saying. Sometimes it's like not even making sense. The sentences that they're saying, it makes no sense. And it's not this like immediate thing where I wake up and I'm like a new person, but then I start to notice certain things throughout my day of like, wait, this decision that I would normally immediately go to, I'm now actually having more of a like, conscious conversation of like, I don't necessarily need to do that just because I've always done it. And I'm like starting to make different decisions, just like healthier decisions, I would say that mm. ultimately will impact my overall well-being, which is kind of what I'm going for right now. But it's really wild. And it's so interesting. I mean, I've just, I've been so used to modern therapy, talk therapy, that hypnotherapy is so new to me, but I'm really embracing it. And I'm really liking it. I'm doing a four month course right now for it. So Amazing. Cool. Yeah. It's some yeah. fascinating stuff. Like I've done a major freaking deep dive into like neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy and all that. And so in fact, I'm actually going to do a whole trainer's training program on it. So I can actually certify people and all that stuff if I want to, because cool. it, it's like the way I've seen, like they've taken every single modern day of like therapy and psychology and everything and condense it. And they're like, here's a bit of everything. And it's yeah. the stuff we can what is now available to people to get to change 30 years of trauma and 30 years of, of conditioning mm-hmm. to change in moments. It's yep. mental. And people then yep. just, they consciously, they're like, that doesn't make sense, but I'm doing it. The cool thing, like what I get from that is what I love is because sometimes people are stuck in a fixed mindset where they're like, well, this is just how I am. It's just the way things have always been done. Yes. The good news yep. is that doesn't have to become your story anymore. If you're open yes. to actually changing, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Talk to us about how does this sort of like, let's talk about mental health, high performance, high achievers, entrepreneurship here, because one thing that I'm massively guilty of is like, I'm a fucking high achiever and it's never enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes there's definitely the things of like, like I can literally just create, you know, the biggest event I've ever done or whatever. And people are like, wow, that's fantastic. I'm like, it still wasn't enough. You know, but like, I I know inside still, it's like, well, of course, that's so much better than what I've done. But I talk to lots of people as well, where they get so down on themselves. And so how do we kind of, I guess, balance good mental health while achieving massive success? Yeah, I think that first and foremost, you have to make it a priority. Like I will totally admit in 2020, when I was just working nonstop crazy as because my business just had so much momentum them. A lot of businesses did in terms of network marketing back then it, my own mental health, I ended up burning out so, so, so bad. And that is something that I wish I had just put a little more focus in on. And I think that other people, you know, when you have momentum, when business is super busy, Sometimes it's the first thing to go, like our physical health, our mental Mm. health. We're just working. We're not necessarily working out as much. We're not necessarily going to therapy. We're not even really eating the right things. Sometimes we're just so focused in on working and chasing that success. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. But I think if you want to be successful long term, 
you have to take care of yourself and you have to put yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. I know it sounds so simple, but that's really what it is. Like I cannot give my energy to other people. I cannot be the therapist that I want to be. I can't be the business owner that I want to be if I am not first showing up for myself mentally and physically. And those two things go so hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So let's talk first because I think the old way to do success, because this is what's been on my mind right now, and I'll share it with everybody here. The old way to do success has been, you know, sacrifice everything, work your ass off, blah, blah, blah. However, I think the new age now, like you see, like there's millionaire kids out there, 20 years old, done it from their room, barely fucking working any hours anymore. You know, like there's, it's not the only narrative anymore. However, I still think like a good sweat equity, like you do have to work smart, work hard and work long hours. I believe it what I think you need to do is spend the time working those long hours and things that you love. Okay. Mm -hmm. But how would we, if we were going to move forward, like as a generation, what do you think is now the better way to become wildly successful without burning out and dying in the process? (laughs) Self-awareness. I think really understanding yourself and I don't listen. I I totally get like the hustler's mindset. I have that mindset, but I've also learned from having that mindset and executing with it that it only lasted me so long until again, I burnt out. So you're also going to go through seasons. There might be some sleepless nights and I'm not saying don't have sleepless nights. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like whether you're in school and you're pushing for a test or whether you're working really hard on a project and it's the adrenaline, it's the energy, it's that thrill to like get it done and complete it. But I just want to make sure that after those couple sleepless nights, you're really making sure you're taking care of yourself until you get to this point in your business where you can really have a bit more balance. And sometimes for new entrepreneurs, balance is not something that they want to hear me say ever Mm. to them. Um, And it's something that I have lacked in the past too. And it's paid off. Absolutely. It's burnt me out a bit too. Um, But I would say, listen, if you can at least find gaps or moments, maybe it's just to have a 10 minute meditation to get your mind right again. Maybe it's to leave your phone at home and unplug and go for a 20 minute walk outside. You know, it doesn't have to be, I have to go to an hour of therapy, an hour of working out every single day, but having moments of this is absolutely vital and critical if you want to keep going. And then hopefully as your business takes off and things are going well, you can start to find a bit more balance. But I do also understand a new business. It's like a baby. You have to literally give it all of your time, energy, and effort. So just a mistake that I made was not giving that time, energy, and effort to myself, even in little, little, little areas. So that's something mm. that I, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. I, I love you said like the self-awareness, right? Because it's, it's about what I actually think is you, you need to find that balance in between of doing, because here's also a thing with new age people these days, they think they're doing a lot by just being busy. Yeah. So they do things like, I've got this morning routine and it's so amazing. And it goes for about eight hours and 15 minutes precisely. And I have to do red light therapy. I have to read 13 books in the morning. I have to meditate upside down on my head and drink only lemon water until 11.15. And then I have then I have my broccoli. Then I do 45 push-ups <laughs> and I hate I have to eat nothing but steak. And then now I'm doing keto and this. And then they get to the end of the day and they're like, oh wait, I've got no time left to do anything now. I'll start tomorrow. And they fucking procrastinate, procrastinate. And, and I see this all the time. So where do you think the 
the line. So like, so when I look at this, I'm like, you've really got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. It's like, you've like, where is it practical to go? Here's how much self-care you have. Right. Everything else is a fucking, it's a fugazi. It's just bullshit. And you're justifying to not take the action, right? Yeah. And I would beg the question, what are you avoiding? Why are you procrastinating so much? Like, what are you actually avoiding? You know, there's something that, again, if you talk about the subconscious mind, that you are actively avoiding by having an eight hour morning routine, right? And of course, that could translate to all these other things, but that's really where I would look. And if it was me, that's where that self awareness comes in. And I would have to sit down with myself and be like, what is it that I'm afraid of? What is it that I'm avoiding? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not taking action now? What am I afraid of? And, and that's ultimately, I feel like a lot of things that we do as human beings, they're fear-based, they're pleasure-based. So I'm getting pleasure from these things. And there's something here that I'm maybe afraid that I'm not going to get pleasure from. So therefore, mm. I'm not going to start it. I'm not going to do it. And I know if I do start it, then I got to continue with it. So I feel like that's kind of, it could be a mix of, of a bunch of those things. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause everything we're doing is to avoid pain or seek pleasure. And it's that yeah. one thing you said there is consistency. Before we started this podcast, you were talking about, it's like, it's so crazy. You now you're like, you're going to five years now building your network marketing business. You're freaking, you're on the way to make your first million in it. It's like, you're the OG, like you're paving the way, right? There's gonna be people that talk about you in 10 years being like, you know, that she went first. And you've watched so, and so have I, I've seen so many people quit or yeah. change. And I'm not just talking about just network marketing, right? We're talking about because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So what's, I guess, your advice to people that are listening to this right now and they're like, I want to become successful. I want to build my dream life. I've either got a vehicle that I'm working on or I'm still seeking it. Talk to us about like, why is consistency so important to push through those hard days? Yeah. Consistency and discipline and not comparing your chapter one to someone's chapter 23. Patience is also a huge thing, like consistency, discipline, and patience. You know, those are things that will allow you to have success no matter what. If you can practice those and master those three things, like you can literally go out and do anything. Hmm. But one thing with network marketing specifically, I've been in our business since July of 2017. Five, I'm coming up on five years. So you can imagine I've seen a lot of people come, a lot of people go. And I am just so dedicated to what I've built and the people that I've built it with that it would like, I could never walk away from something like that. I'm super loyal to that. I'm su super loyal to my business. And, and that's loyalty is really big for me. I'm super loyal to the people that are in my life. And I've gone through so many seasons with my business where I feel like I've been on top and then I feel like I've been on the absolute bottom and both places taught me a lot. And I also know that I'm never going to be in one place for a long time. And I have to remember that. And I think consistency of getting up, doing what you have to do, especially on the days that you really don't want to do it, which is where the discipline comes in. And then having the patience to continue to push, even when you're not seeing results right away. Maybe you're not seeing results the first month, the first six months, the first year, even, you know, like it took me about three and a half years to really find the results that I was looking for with the business. But those results changed my life. And it wasn't just the financial part of it. It's the journey of who I've become along the way in the last five years. 
the girl that sits here today didn't exist five years ago. And I'm so proud of the person that I've created because I did create her. She wasn't born this way. She really had to come into her own, gain her own self-confidence, gain her discipline, gain the patience. My gosh, I used to be the most impatient person in the world before this. What do you mean? Like I, before I wanted things now when I wanted them delivered to my door, you know what I mean? But yeah. now I'm like, you know what? Good things take time and I'm okay because I trust the process of it too. And it's having that trust with yourself. And that comes from keeping the promises that you make to yourself. And the first promise you make to yourself is your alarm clock, you guys. So if you wake up in the morning and you snooze your alarm, that, that you break the first promise that you make to yourself. What do you think that's, again, subconsciously going to do to your brain? Then you're going to be like, oh, I could probably skip my workout now. Oh, I could probably grab that fast food on the way home. And then it's this huge spiral. Okay. So first, when you're first starting a business, you're not going to see all the results in the world, but you can still have the same practices as the people that are already super successful. You just have to have the consistency, the discipline, the discipline and the patience to see it through. Yeah. I love that. Cause you know, there's the thing that is a common thing people are asking for these days. How do I become more confident and how do I increase my self-worth? And the answer to that is exactly what you just said there. It's like, you'll have more self-worth. You'll feel more worthy when you do shit that's worthy. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like committing, like doing the thing you said you were going to do. You know, I was at an event a little, a little while ago and they made us stand up and do this whole like commit that we're going to do this thing and commit, commit, commit. And I was like, man, this is a little bit over the top, isn't it? Because like, because if I say I'm going to do something, I fucking do it. And then he said this, he goes, back in the day, our word was our bond. Our word, like people would rather die than break their word. And then people start to lie. People would stop doing it. And then eventually what they did, they brought in a legal contract. Then, oh, you have to sign now to say, okay, yes, I will do it. And then now not even they freaking hold up. So people's word have just become this worthless piece of shit now. And the same thing right there. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to get up tomorrow at six o'clock, six or five. Oh, I'll just sleep in a little bit more. And then what happens is this, when they set a big goal then and they go, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to do this. Our subconscious mind goes, no, you fucking not. Because you can't even get up at six o'clock when you said you were going to get up at six o'clock. Yes. Yes. Yep. And so it, it destroys the belief inside of us to begin with. And if we don't have that self-belief, we've got nothing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's so they can, it. People just be starting these little tiny things. <sighs> That's why I say it's not these huge moments in life that make up our confidence or our success. It's the small moments. And every yeah. single day, you're going to make decisions all day long. So make sure you're making a decision that is bringing you closer to your goal versus farther away from your goal. And if you can just have that in your mind as you make half your decisions, my gosh, you're going to be so much closer to your goal a lot quicker than if you weren't conscious of that. Mm, I love it. What are you working on lately? What's what's next for you? Well, big, 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 exciting news for my new nonprofit. I am a co-founder of Move to Heal. I'm a co-founder with my dad, um, Ethan Hirschman, and also my best friend and one of his business partners, Colleen Delaney. And we just came up on our one-year anniversary. And this is actually, uh, this is good because it will tie in a lot of the stuff that we were talking about. But Move to Heal is a nonprofit and it brings the mind and body together. So it is a 30 minute workout followed by an hour meeting. And the meeting consists of anybody that is either in recovery from drugs and alcohol, anyone struggling with anxiety, depression, PTSD, any life trauma at all. We talk about all different topics in 
addition to that, um, if you're part of the move to heal program, you can get a free gym membership at any of the gyms that participate in our program, free therapy with a licensed therapist twice a month and free nutritional coaching. So the idea behind it, um, my dad has been in recovery for almost 30 years from drugs and alcohol. And he said to me, I've been in recovery for 30 years. What has been keeping me sober? And we, Combined in that, and then my thesis in grad school was the mind-body connection and how working out and then doing therapy afterwards actually opens you up so much more to be like vulnerable and your endorphins are pumping and like serotonin and all the things. So that's why we do the meeting after the workout, because you're just so much more inclined to talk about your feelings, to really listen, to have empathy, all the things. It's so great. It's such a great community. So we took what, you know, was keeping him sober for the last 30 years, took my thesis from grad school and we just combined it together. And Colleen has led so much of this as well. She's been so incredible expanding the gyms, our whole board. And it's just something that it's therapy is so fulfilling to me and what I do network marketing is so fulfilling all the people, the community, this is just an absolute powerhouse of it feels so good to be with this community of people that just want this world to be a better place. And this is exactly what move to heal is. It's, it's open to everyone. It's free. It's for anybody that just feels like they need this, or they're going through a season in their life. And it is something that brings me so much joy and happiness. And it just feels so good to me. And I'm really on this next half of my life, chapter of my life, whatever it may be. I just want to do things that are authentic and that feel really good to me. And this totally aligns with that. So I'm just really grateful to be a part of it all. I love it. That's so freaking cool. You're such a badass. You got so much shit happening. And yeah, I I really love what you're doing. You're a huge inspiration to so many people over there. I love it. And I can't wait to hopefully bend your arm and drag you over here to for our September oh event. We'll, we'll keep on the download here. We won't tell people yet. So <laughs> Ali, where can everybody find you and follow you on social media? Yes, it's Ali, A-L-L-I-E underscore J, J-A-I-E. That's my Instagram handle for just my life in general. And then my therapy Instagram handle is Alexandria, A-L-E-X-D-R-I, wait, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-I-A. H-E-R-S-H-M-A-N. I can't believe I just forgot how to spell my first name. <laughs> um, Alexandria Hirschman is my Instagram handle for my therapy business. So Ali J and Alexandria Hirschman. Yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm trying to make my way over to TikTok, but not yet. I'm not sharing that one yet. It's not It's not that great yet. <laughs> I love it. You're absolutely Are you freaking... on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? You know what? Funny enough, I'm about seven days in TikTok. So I've had my team like repurposing reels and shit on there for the last maybe like a month or two. And They've been super crap. And and then so I, I stopped it for a second. I was like, hang like, what am I trying to do here? Because I, I got a high stand of how, how I do things. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just noticed it's different. So I committed on June 1st. So today's June 8th when we're recording this. So I've actually eighth day now doing four videos a day on TikTok. And wow. it's fucking hard. Like, I'm telling you, like when I, I did two days, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna kill this, you know? And then I'm just like, oh, and you know, I woke up today actually just going, should I? And someone gave me the advice. You know what? Well, if it's too hard, just just maybe just take it off your plate right now. And I just thought, you know what? You're someone I need to stop listening to. Because like <laughs> the honest truth, here I am going like, I've set a goal. I'm committed. And now I'm seven days in. This is where the rubber meets the road. And I'm like, this is getting fucking hard now. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to surround yourself with people who say, hey, I know it's hard now, 
but remember why you started keep going that's and right. find the enjoyment instead of going we'll just do it later then <laughs> right? that's right can i say something about that yeah, so go out here that is on their journey they're doing something and or, or maybe they're just getting started and all of a sudden it gets hard so many people think that's the universe being like, okay, you're on the wrong path. You have to switch now. You guys, things are supposed to be hard. Like all, those, all the good things that come to us in life, right? It's hard work. It's discipline. It's patience. It's all of those things. So if it's hard, I say, good, you got to push through that, you know? So maybe I'll have to commit to the TikToks. That's my next little social media venture. Yeah. Why not? That's just a, like, I'm just, I'm just playing with, it, you know, and I'm like, let's go. Like a big thing for me right now is branding and exposure and awareness mm-hmm. and all that. And yeah. let's go. But that, that's just the thing. That's, that's how I do it. So it's, it's very, we've, we've got to be very um, aware of who are, who's around us and who's giving us information. Cause it's so easy for people to drag us back down into mediocre town. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a fucking bar with that. So let's go 30 days of TikTok. That's what we're doing I love here. It. Um, but I Ali, love I, have, it. I have one final question for you. Hopefully you forget what I asked you last time. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? You are going to find your true purpose in life and what you should be doing, but you're also going to have to overcome a lot of obstacles that are going to come in your way. There's going to be challenging days. There's going to be very rewarding days. Make sure that regardless of what day it is, you learn something from it. You're also going to encounter a lot of people in your life. It's more about the quality of people than the quantity. And not every single person is going to agree with your vision or what you're doing. But as long as it feels good and fulfilling within your heart and your soul, keep going, keep working, keep pushing. And you've got this. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.